This is from Lost to Hope with your host, Jackie Stubblefield. I walk alongside you who have lost loved ones, health, home, or relationships to a place of hope as we study and trust in the truth of God's Word. This is episode 44, How to Face Obstacles with God. As humans, we think of obstacles as dark, menacing areas of our lives to muddle through until it's over. Boy, are we relieved. The Lord's view is a little different. He teaches us how to face obstacles with God. Obstacles are not there for the purpose of creating pain, but for creating growth. It causes us to reach out for somebody bigger than ourselves because we can't do it alone. We will be talking about these points as we discuss how to face obstacles with God. One, what does God say about overcoming obstacles? Two, what are some examples of obstacles in the Bible? Three, why does God put obstacles in our lives? Four, how to face obstacles with God. Number one, what does God say about overcoming obstacles? Well, the first thing is you don't have to fear. Isaiah forty-one thirteen. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Sometimes we forget that our God is mighty in power and it's different with him than asking for help from our friend. The second thing is our faith in Jesus Christ has already given us victories. We are conquerors in Christ. 1 John 5, 4 For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So we see that our faith in Jesus Christ helps us to conquer our obstacles. The third one is none of the obstacles in life can separate us from the love of God and the protection of our God. Romans 8:35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship, persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Number two, what are some examples of obstacles in the Bible? First, we'll look at Martha, and this is Luke 10, 40-42. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sisters left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Hey, we've all been there. So busy preparing for the guests that we forget about the guests. I've done that, and I had to realize, hey, where is the real focus here? Martha wanted to present a great meal for Jesus. He is very important to her. He's given her the best gift ever, 
freedom from her sin, and eternal life. We also would want to do the best we could, of course. But Jesus was more interested in building a relationship with Martha and Mary. Mary's focus was on knowing Jesus and showing her love for him. What was Martha's obstacle? Worry. The obstacle was not preparing of the meal, but how Martha was perceiving it. Her focus was not on Jesus. If she had given the concern to him, he would have taken care of her stress. Let's look at Naomi in Ruth 1.20. Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Lord Almighty has made my life very bitter. Naomi, her husband Elimelech, and two sons had left for Moab about ten years before this because there was a famine. And while they were there, Elimelech died. Then the two sons married Moabite women, and later both of the sons died. Well, after all of this, Naomi decided to go back home, and she had also heard that they had food again. She told her daughter-in-laws to go back to their families. At first, both Orpha and Ruth refused. Later, Orpha conceded and went home. Ruth continued to refuse, and she left with Naomi. In Ruth 1.20, we see Naomi returning home. People didn't recognize her because of the toll of her sorrow had taken on her. She no longer wanted to be referred to as Naomi, which means sweet and pleasant, but to be called Mara, which means bitter. Naomi had become depressed and full of sorrow. Well, we probably would have too. But, like Naomi, we forget to trust the Lord for our peace of mind. As the story unfolds in the book of Ruth, Naomi ends up blessed by the help of her daughter-in-law, Ruth, during this time of sorrow. The women of the town tell her how blessed she is to have a daughter-in-law like Ruth. Ruth marries Boaz, and they have a son. This gift from the Lord brings great joy back to Naomi. Huge obstacles fell before Naomi. It's only normal for the sorrow she felt, yet she did overcome it by trusting God for his help. Even though she was depressed, she allowed the Lord to use Ruth to bring her joy back. Number three, why does God put obstacles in our lives? James 1, 2-4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This is according to Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee. Trials are meaningless, Suffering is senseless, and testing is irrational unless there's a good purpose for them. God says there is a reason for them, and it's a good reason. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, 
to them who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. When the external pressures of testing are upon us and we're placed in the fires of adversity and tragedy and suffering, the attitude of faith should be that God has permitted it for a purpose and he has a high and lofty goal in view. We can know that God is working something out in our lives. I must hasten to add that this does not necessarily mean that we will understand what purpose God has in it. This is the test of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Romans 5, 3-5 Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Lord is interested in the big picture. He always does what is best for us, and growing in Him is essential. The trials are normal for living as humans, so God uses obstacles to help us to build character which comes from perseverance and instills hope. How to face obstacles with God. Number one, pray. Matthew 6, 6, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Two, study the Bible. Read it, but study it too, so that you know what it says. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Number three, stay away from false doctrine. Second Corinthians 10, 5. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Number four, memorize scripture. This is a way to carry God's word wherever you go. Psalm 119.11 I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Number five, do not follow the world's way. Romans 12, 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Number six, avoid dwelling on negative thoughts. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think upon these things. Conclusion. We face obstacles often in our life, and it's not what we desire, but God wants to transform us into the image of his Son. This is the purpose we are here for. 
It's not easy to live in this world. That's why God's made himself available to us so we have someone stronger than us to handle the situation. If we think about it, why would anybody want that job? But God is perfect, and that's one of his attributes, our helper. He wants to be there for us. Try it. Please remember to subscribe from Lost to Hope to receive notification of the next podcast.